0: Welcome to the Top 8 Movies podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to the Top 8 Movies podcast from Top 8 Media. I'm Owen Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson and we're here today to do yet another beautiful list of movies and today is quite special because it's going to be my dad's list. Before we kick off, welcome back Jessica Rose. How are you? I think we both might have a few little under the weather illnesses going on but we turned up today because we care about the show, we care about you guys and we want to give you some beautiful lists.
1: Yes, and this is such a fun thing to talk about. So even feeling a a little bit under the weather, it's nice to be able to have something to look forward to and great conversation. So happy to be here and chatting about one of my favorite things, movies
0: yeah me too me too it's gonna be um like psychological messages psychological medicine in a way isn't it should be really lovely um but yeah like we both talked how we were watching all these trailers today and i want people to know that we are doing work behind the scenes so you know there's things you have to do sometimes. oh god i've got to do so much prep i've got to do so much you know research for stuff but i'm like okay. so basically i have to sit there and watch amazing trailers before okay that sounds like reasonable research um so yeah i've watched a lot of trailers so i am pumped right now to talk about anything film because oh my god so good um so yeah i encourage people if you listen to the show and you're like oh i don't know what this is or this is maybe jot it down and then like go away and watch some trailers next few days um and it will be worth it i promise so today we are looking at my dad's top eight films from 2021 so like we told you he's going to send me his top eight films for every year for the last 34 years so it's going to give keep us going so i think whatever that is the 80s late 80s early 90s um because that's when he started being a film reviewer so technically we have a film critic now really kind of involved in the show he's retired but the way he writes things you can tell he's still in that mode so think about it as like a professional critic list which i gives us a bit of i don't know credibility perhaps um so we'll we'll be jumping into that as time goes on um and i think um jessica rose this is i think you've kind of seen more of these than me so is it you're more of a small cinema than me this right now i find it hard to get to the cinema work and family life and all that so are you still able able to keep as much cinema action in as you can
1: Yes, it's definitely something my husband and I, even when we first started dating, it was, we loved to go to the movies. We'd go to the movies like two times a week. It was our thing. We got a movie theater 10 minutes from our house. So really keeping that up. I I love movies. And some of the movies I think we've talked about before is like looking back, I'm like, oh, maybe I did see this movie. It's just been so long. So this list is really exciting because it hasn't been that long ago. So maybe it's a little bit more fresher in my brain. And uh, yeah, I am. just finding ways to still be able to connect and find some joy with my husband, even though we're more housebound nowadays, but movies is one way to do that. So I love it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I miss it a lot. I used to have like a cinema pass where you get like, you pay so much a month and you go as much as you want it's like it's called limitless in the Odeon in the uk and it was so good and i miss it so much it's just you know it's a couple of hours that i've got to put in somewhere so i was looking at this list and i said like, oh god there's some really good stuff here um but i'm excited now because that means there's lots to come up uh but yeah this is an amazing list everybody we can jump in in a second it's great but we always have a poll at the beginning of every episode and a poll at the end so all these polls are on instagram stories i do one every single day thank you everybody everybody at work that's listening to this i love you guys you're all getting massively involved in the polls i'm so grateful so thank you everybody at sainsbury's in bath in the uk uh but we're going to kick off we're doing like we're doing free recordings today so (laughs) me and jessica rose got a lot of polls to get through but let's start off with what is your humor style so what would you watch out of these four comedies so i was really trying to mix it up so we had anchorman monty python's life of brian american pie and the Grand Buda- Budapest Hotel. So, everybody, here are the results. In joint last place, or joint third, to be nice, is American Pie and Monty Python's Life of Brian. In second place was Anchorman with 36%, I'm taking top spot, which was really cool was the Grand Budapest Hotel with 46%. Congratulations. And it's a bit more funky. It's a bit cooler, a bit more niche in its comedy. So I'm really glad it did well. Um, and I think I voted for, I might vote for Anchorman, really, actually. What did you vote for?
1: I actually voted for Monty Python. Oh, you're the
0: solo. That had one vote.
1: you. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I love, um, I've watched British comedies since as long as I can remember. Um, my husband and my son, nope, not a fan whatsoever. They would have voted for Anchorman, so...
0: Well, there you go. I thought Anchorman would win, actually, but it's quite silly and not everybody likes silly, do they? So it kind of kind of works quite well. But yeah, so thank everybody for voting on that one. Later on, you're going to find out there's two polls actually at the end, which was the homework that needed to be set for me and Jessica Rose. that we had to watch that we haven't seen. that's come up on episode so far. So we'll announce what those two films were um, later on and we will review them in episode 10. So everybody jot down episode 10. We'll be doing our reviews. So that will be super fun. Right, let's jump into my dad's list. So this is 2021. Starting in eighth place, we have Supernova. It was released in June 2021. Has an IMDb rating of 6.9. Should be higher, really. It's directed by Harry McQueen, starring Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, and Pippa Haywood. Here's the storyline. It's Sam, played by Firth, and Tusker, played by Tucci, are a same-sex married couple of 20 years travelling across England in their old RV to visit friends and relations from their past. Sadly, Tusker has been diagnosed with dementia for the past two years and time is running out for Tusker's memory. Excellent performances from both lead actors, which becomes very emotional as it concludes. I literally watched this trailer about 20 minutes ago and I know you mentioned it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. It looks so beautiful. Both leads are just amazing. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I think I have to watch it on the right kind of day. I think there's a certain kind of day that you'd watch something like this, but I think it looks fantastic. I know you've seen the trailer. So yeah, what do you think?
1: I cannot believe I haven't heard of this movie before. I have to admit, I had to stop the trailer halfway through. I was already crying. It kind of hits a bit closer to home, the story itself, because my husband has brain cancer and has been battling memory issues. And I've joked over the last few years, like, what version of Andrew am I waking up to today? So as they're going through this and just like, I mean, I love both the actors too. I think they're amazing. I think I've loved everything I've seen them in and the diversity that they've acted in. So, you know, that piece of it too, they're really bringing this story of just that everlasting love and dedication and how they're just trying to live their life with the days they have left. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna stop talking about it right now. I'm gonna start crying because mm. that's kind of, that's just kinda of how I feel with my husband. So I think this is oh my gosh, such a beautiful story. I I cannot wait to watch this. Um I'm also the kind of person, if you ever see me on a plane and I'm not working, I'm crying to some sappy movie. So I'll probably I'll probably watch this one within the next few days. It just looks so beautiful. So
0: Yeah, it certainly does and it's kind of like it's one of those sort of non-mainstream, could be in Sundance Film Festival, just these gems that just don't get enough credit, as in audiences and uh, what's been watched. Like I said, like that ratings seemed way too low from what I saw in that trailer. So I really want to watch it and um, and see. But I, I get it, you know, it's the homosexual couple and some people may struggle with that even in 2023. So maybe that's not helping it. But these stories need to be told, as we always say. Always needs to be told all right in seventh place a big a big shift here into the king's man um, which i stupidly thought i hadn't seen and it turned out when i watched trails I, like, I love this film what the hell is wrong with me but let's find out a little bit more about it whilst this prequel to the modern day duo of films from matthew vaughn starring colin firth new boy taron edgerton who plays Exy, which were monumentally huge box office hits across the world We go back in time to the beginning of the First World War, where we see Ralph Fiennes set up the original Kingsman Agency, formed to combat a group of baddies wanted to plunge the world into catastrophic war, but have to foil their plans. It's an interesting concept from Matthew Vaughan as a director to go way back in time. and On the whole, a bit hit and miss for me in delivery, but it did hold my attention. I love Ralph Fiennes' performance as lead Orlando Oxford. So, yeah, as you can see, my dad is adding his own flair. So he's doing the bio and a little bit of a review, which I really love. So thank you, Dad, because I know he listens to the show. So, yeah, for you, Jess, because I know we both, you thought, what the hell, he's not seen it, that's bizarre, and you're right, I had, and I loved it, and I think we both loved it. And it's interesting, my dad said it was hit and miss. I kind of loved it all the way through. I loved a lot of the performances. I I thought the Rasputin angle to it, and there's, like, little bits of, like, real-life characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's just fun, full of action, really smart, really clever. And um, I loved it. What are your thoughts?
1: I, I loved it. I was so excited they did this prequel. I really enjoyed these movies. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised your dad did say hit and miss. And, yes, I was a little disappointed when at first you thought you hadn't seen it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, and I finally also thought I had the upper hand. I finally seen when you haven't. So I, I thought it was it was great. Yeah, Very attention gathering. And like you said, adding those little tidbits. I love different movies. How Rasputin comes up in them, so it was it was really fun seeing how they they brought that to life. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great and uh, great great action with the humor involved. So some movies, it seems like if they're an action movie, sometimes the humor seems forced. But I felt like this was very intertwined so well, just like the other Kingsman movies. So yeah, I I really like it.
0: Yeah, I think it's. it's- kind of a genre in itself like this sort of classiness with the comedy it's like it's very stylish so way it's sort of intertwined you don't notice it but it makes you smile i've noticed there's a lot of films that do that now it seems to be quite its own little little category now which um which i think is amazing i don't know if it's maybe the british influence or whatever it is i just love it i don't It doesn't matter what it is but I, I maybe know that's why i love it, it so much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah cool yeah it was a great film so yeah congratulations to the king's man in seventh so that means the ones ahead of this must be very good so in sixth place we've got power of the dog which to be honest i'd never heard of until i watched the trailer um i'm glad i did it looks very interesting so let's find out a bit more another interesting movie from the ace female director jane campion set in montana in 1925 where we find a charismatic rancher named phil burbank played wearily by brit star Benedict. Cumberbatch, who inspires fear and awe around him with other ranch workers. The one day his close brother George, played by Jesse Plymonds, brings back to the ranch a new wife. Rose plays by Kirsten Dunst. It's great to see her again, everyone. And her son, Peter, played by newcomer Cody Smith-McPhee. Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love, but with which sex. Interesting. Slow delivery as it unfolds, but worth waiting for with Phil's personality explained. A standout, intelligent film and another success from Jane Campion. Now I was watching the trailer. I was like, this does look good, but I'm not sure. It looks, it looks very deep. But I know, even the trailer's like, mm, I may not stay hooked in which concerns me, but I would like to give it a go because it looks very beautiful and powerful and well put together, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fence. Have you, have you watched a trailer yet? Do you manage to see it?
1: I thought very drama intense. like oof, you're seeing abuse and love and this courage and kind of an old school way of living, and growing up I watched a lot of westerns, that's more the, my, my childhood British comedy and westerns, So I it kind of took me back to that. Like those are a lot of the classic movies I've seen. The time period is interesting because it's the same time as Yellowstone and how Yellowstone has this big popularity over here. I'm not sure how popular it is there, but I kind of got a little bit of Yellowstone vibes watching the trailer. Like, oh, But it is very interesting. And the, the plot line, I love to see it play out. I think of all the movies that we'll be talking about today. I'm going to go cry first to supernova, <laughs> but I, I definitely think power of the dog is going to be on probably my top 10 right now of movies I need to get caught up on. Cause it, it is very interesting. So we'll let you know.
0: Yeah. I'm like you, I'll, I'll, I'll add it on. I've got a lot of films to watch, but I'll definitely add it on. I'm, I love Ken, um, Benedict Cumberbatch anyway. And um, I, I'm always wanting to support female directors. So sometimes I I've, I just want to watch it for that. to so just, way and all that so you know there's a political reason for me to watch it too to show some love so maybe that'll pull me into which is great all right uh, let's head on to our next one i watched a trailer for this it looks amazing um i think you've seen it so we're gonna i'm gonna get you to after we've done the intro for it i'll get you, get you to speak on it because i can't wait So renowned international singer Lady Gaga shows off her acting credence with an immaculate performance in this Ridley Scott directed and inspired movie of family empire behind the Italian house of Gucci. Lady Gaga plays Patricia Regani, I'm going to say, an outsider from a humble background who marries into the Gucci family, which inspires betrayal, decadence, revenge and eventually murder great cast including Jeremy Irons Adam Driver Al Pacino and a weird performance from Jared Leto as Paolo Gucci but overall another hit from Brit director Ridley Scott yeah I love the trailer but let's hand it over to you because you've actually seen it and tell us what you think
1: going into the movie I told my husband oh my god I'm going to want to go buy all this Gucci stuff after we see this movie. And then after we saw the movie, I thought, oh my God, I never want to own anything Gucci. This is a terrible story. But terrible story isn't just like, I mean, we just said murder is involved, right? Uh, Definitely I was just shocked the whole time watching this movie because I never really watched the trailer before going to see it. I was just like, oh, it was one of those. We're just going to go see this movie. It's out. It's popular. Let's do it." it. had my attention the whole time. I think this was also one of those based on a true story. So what did I do after the movie? Recurring theme here. Looked up the true story, and I was just mind blown by the story. Um, but I will say this was not my husband's cup of tea. <clears throat> my husband went as far as saying that he won't get those two hours of his life back. But I do believe it was still a really well told story in a good movie it's just the story itself i just sat back was like (laughs) almost mortified at times thinking like oh my gosh this is the this this is the real story so if you haven't seen it i highly i highly encourage it just because i mean when it's popularity and just the story just be prepared it is it is intense so
0: i think the trailer just nails exactly the kind of tone you're gonna get and yeah just the pacing and sort of the dark side of it but also it seems like it's just very witty too in its writing that's what i got anyway from the trailer um i'm really looking forward to it i love ridley scott his list we're going to do his list soon um his top eight and he's amazing um an amazing cast so that's all i can say i'm really looking forward to it i'm really excited to see lady gaga doing more films too she's been done some good work already so another one for the list um hopefully she's done eight at some point and then we'll be able to do that (laughs) so i hope you're really cool but yeah i'm really looking forward to this so um yeah i'm really happy i got on this number five Well done. right uh next one is dune part one uh let's find out more well this is infinitely better remake of the eight, 1984 version based on the sci-fi huge bestseller novel from frank herbert it's a mythical and emotionally charged journey of young paul Atreides. Atreides, i'm going to say played with style and confidence from another rising hollywood star timothy chalamet on a mission to one of the most dangerous planets on the universe to ensure the safe future of his family and people Stellar cast once more, which includes Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, director Dennis Villeneuve, <laughs> had a massive budget of this classy story, which extends into part two, which we expect to see in 2024. And he can't wait. So my dad loved this. Um, I'm not going to reveal too much, but this may or may not be one of the films that was on my homework that we're going to discuss later. But I'm going to leave it there. Um, I haven't seen it. So your thoughts, Jess?
1: So this was really interesting. My exposure to Dune was through a video game my brothers played, and I didn't know the 1984 version first. So I went back and watched bits and pieces of it. I think that usually when you see remakes, from my personal experience, you tend up liking the one that you first saw no matter what order they came in. But I think we also have the upper hand for sci-fi movies as far as technology. So the, the technology that was used to make this movie was great, the feeling, the music behind it. I had friends that couldn't wait for the movie to come out and I was just like, oh, it looks like a good movie. I'll go see it. So there was a lot of hype behind it going into it and I did not understand or know the hype. I think it is a really great story I can't wait to see part two and it was told really well it is a longer movie so for my friends who are not able to sit still that long they couldn't make it through watching the movie but I think it's, it's still it's again really good technology used and the story told is very unique and then the story itself so I enjoyed it I'm excited for part two but if you're gonna watch it be prepared it is a long watch so either break it up into segments or settle in for for a good evening.
0: Yeah, good point. Good point. I um, I said um I kind of gave it away because there's only one piece of homework, but this is on my this is my what I have to watch. This is what the audience has decided to listen to the show. I did a list of things I haven't seen. This was chosen. So at the end when we do our poll, I'll I'm I'm about half an hour in because. Of, my life is just there's lots of little things that happen. So I have to like watch films in bits, which is annoying, but it's doable. So I'll let you know what I think a little bit later on um, on that one, because I don't feel I've seen enough yet to justify talking on this list about it. But um, so far, so good Little teaser. All right. In third place is West Side Story, a really wonderful remake by Steven Spielberg of the 1957 classical musical set in Manhattan's West Side which explores forbidden love and rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Topography and acting from a superb cast, rising star Ansel Elgort as lead Tony and Rachel Ziegler playing his love Maria. Spielberg delivers on every level with his experience as one of the world's greatest film directors, and I gave it a definite ten so that clearly states that my dad loves him spielberg so you would be in his top eight directors of all time um but yeah thanks dad that's great really good review on that one so yeah i watched the trailer today um, i like musicals anyway um it looks really fun really cool i was a bit confused i was like is it set like the original one was set what you know time why which era was it in it looked quite modern but then old uh, the trailer's is confusing me a bit so i look forward to seeing it i've I've got friends that have seen it and said, oh, it's terrible. It's not it's the first. It's So it's just like the first one. It's like there's nothing. It's just old fashioned. So I really want to watch it even more now to find out if that's true. Um, have you seen it yet? I, I can't remember on the list.
1: I've seen some bits and pieces. Same with the first one. I've seen bits and pieces. I actually uh, I took a dance class once, fun fact for you. And we did one of the songs and uh, that was really fun. I think it's really catchy. The music's really catchy. I think it's also a lot of the themes in the movie are sadly still relevant to today. So I think you make up a good point is I think it is still purposely intended to be based in the same time frame. Of course, you know, Steven Spielberg, I think, you know, what movie hasn't he done that hasn't been great. He definitely is legendary and the the resources that we have now that they didn't have in the 50s can really help tell that story. So it would be nice to watch it all the way through to see it. I've also seen it as a play in high school. So I've had some experience with the story itself, just not specifically this remake being told. My husband is not a musical fan, so this would not be one that I could watch with him or get him to go to the movies with me. Unfortunately, I would lose that battle. (laughs)
0: yeah fair enough and um, yeah i think uh, the trailer was fun i liked it, and it enticed me so i will certainly be watching it um i know a lot of the songs a lot of people who don't who, do, who doesn't you know <laughs> they've been around um uh, but the cast is like looks fantastic so i'm really looking forward to it so i'll be watching it and i'll let people know how i get on so well done to uh a musical it onto list it's great Right, in second place is No Time to Die. If you didn't know already, that's a Bond movie. I'm sure you already know. It's my name all. Uh, As there's so many Bond films, it'd be good to remind ourselves of the story of this one. Well, a much-delayed Bond movie finished for 2019, but severely delayed due to the coronavirus pandemic, seeing James having left active service and enjoying his new life in Jamaica, only to see his peaceful retirement come to an end when an old CIA friend, Felix, played by Jeffrey Wright, asked James to help him respond to rescuing a very important scientist in the hands of dangerous villains. This is action on a big scale across most continents of the world, showing how Daniel Craig gives us one last mission as 007, with a big twist at the end. No spoilers for those who haven't seen it, big budget success once more. So I watched it and I was like, Oh my god! I remember how good this was. I remember the bit on the bridge at the beginning, the Stone Bridge, and there was a really cool car chase scene. And some of the other characters in the arena are really engaging and really interesting characters. I think over the years, Bond's always been good, but over the years, Bond's got very good at like with its storytelling. But the character depth so much better now. Everybody has like their little storylines within storylines, and there's a lot more depth, and there's lots of callbacks to other ones like it used to be, but now I think they've nailed that flow um, where you can watch one onto the next, onto the next. But I, I loved it, I thought it was great. What are your thoughts, Jess?
1: I It's so hard to talk about this movie without any spoilers. I think it it was great. I'm a huge James Bond fan, always have been. I do really love Daniel Craig as James Bond, so I was sad when he announced, like, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm like, but why? So the the suspense, the action, just this one, it had a whole nother level of betrayal and mystery and the bad guy. I can't think of the actor's name right now, but oh, him playing a bad guy, it was just it was so good. And one of the things that I love about the James Bond series is like you're saying, like the car chase is that there's some aspects where okay, this isn't realistic, but I don't feel like in James Bond, they don't make these like intense chaos that could never ever ever possibly happen to where you just lose interest in the action scenes i feel like the action scenes like sometimes they're a little over the top but like in an enjoyable way so i i really enjoyed it that yeah big twist things you didn't see coming it just really really good movie sad that it's daniel craig's last one and that he's stepping down from his role as james bond but uh, a definite definite great movie so if you're a James Bond fan and you haven't seen this movie, what is wrong with you? I'm kidding. Life, we have a lot going on, but it's definitely, you have to see it. You just, you have to, you gotta, you gotta see it. So.
0: Yeah, you're so right. And already today's come up multiple times is like classy, the classiness of films, you know, where they're just masterpieces in class, you know, there's nothing naff about it or the comedy isn't, just lame and forced or the script is poor you know they're just classy bits of filmmaking and i think they're always the ones that gonna do the best you get the most audience for it don't you something for everyone but yeah uh, it's rami malik is the guy that played the bad guy he was uh, he was in bohemian rhapsody and um he was unbelievable there's been so many good bad bad guys in james bond but he that uh, it was like this understated sort of sort of vindictive, scary character with all this trauma underneath that's causing him to be that way. There's so much depth, wasn't it? It was amazing.
1: Yes, it was, it was a great, great character, a great bad guy. Yeah. Well played. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. I love Ryan Malick. He's obviously going to be going going places if he hasn't already. So I'm really happy for him. It's amazing. So yes, go Bond. And there's a friend at work, a younger friend, I think she's like 20, and she's starting Bonds from... The first Daniel Craig up. So Quantum of Solace up. I'm really jealous she's going to get to watch loads of them in a row. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could get that time back. That'd be so cool. To start with like one particular Bond and do all of them in a row. That'd be so fun, wouldn't it? That would
1: be a fun movie uh, marathon.
0: Definitely. So I hope she's going to enjoy that. (laughs) And in first place, taking top spot in Mike's list of 2021 movies is spider-man no way home i was very surprised my dad does love some of his superhero stuff not as much as me i love them so it's really cool to see spider-man at the top i was not expecting this i think we all know oh is it a spoiler oh maybe there's other spider-mans in it who's to say but um but if there was that would be really cool Let's find out more about it if you didn't if no one's seen it already. This is the great return of the Spider-Man franchise with the lead played effortlessly by lovable Brit actor Tom Holland. Woohoo! Brit for the third time, where we see Peter Parker's identity revealed and he is desperate for help. Peter calls on Doctor Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, to make the world forget he's Spider-Man. But things go horribly wrong, naturally for the multiverse, with monstrous villains reappearing which could destroy the world in many ways a top sci-fi creation beautifully created and another wonderful funny performance from tom which clearly with a stellar cast wins over a huge fan base and making it one of the top money-making movies of 2021 and to be noted in our previous episodes of all time as far as take it's in the top 10 so you know (laughs) it clearly knows what it's doing um i absolutely adore marvel with my heart and soul i love spider-man i love tom holland I love the film. I love some things I can't speak of because it could be a spoiler. And it was it was a bit emotional. It was a bit dark. It was a bit traumatic at times, the, the journey that Peter had to go on. And I thought that was a nice addition, so it wasn't really silly. You need a bit of emotion with these films, something to be invested in, a bit like Endgame with Avengers with the big battle at the end and all that. There's emotional components to it. I think you need that to make it top. I loved it. What's your thoughts, Jess?
1: I I love the movies. I think they're great. I I'm not sure. Spider-Man's just one of my oh, well, you know, he's cool. He's not one of my top faves. I didn't really grow up with Spider-Man, so maybe that's why I don't have that connection, but I think you make a really great point about why some of these movies really drive the needle and are at the top and it's that emotional connection and i'm with you i'm starting to think back what what is a spoiler what was in the trailer oh no so surely a lot of people have seen this movie if you haven't it's it's part of one of the biggest franchises and movies and i really love when i mean it it, it says you're right like dr strange comes in so it's kind of tying in some of these other movies and other storylines i think that's really fun because it's the story's not over and i think that's one of the things i like about the series is that the story continues there's still storylines that are coming about and it's tying another story so you you get to see all of this kind of come together and I think it was still a, a really great movie a great great storyline behind it and uh, obviously it's on Mike's top list but like you said it's on other top list so it's definitely a a must see movie of the year 2021 <laughs> but must see in general I think it's
0: yeah, it's it's so true. And I, there's so many callbacks in it. I think if you're... Because I know, you know, one of your favourite things is kind of like the series films with multiple films involved in it. I think there's nothing more rewarding if you're a fan to have callbacks. Oh my God, you know, it's this and there's this. And I think Marvel's quite good at callbacks as a lot of these series are. So you get a lot out of that too. If you watch like, all of the Marvels in a row on Disney Plus in timeline order, the unbelievable callback excitement all the way through is unreal. Just, just all linked in. So um yeah. I don't need to tell people to go and watch this. You've are you you've either watched it already because you love it or you're probably not going to watch it, let's be honest. I think that's where we're at with that right now. But yeah, congratulations, Spanner, and congratulations to Tom. You've got on my dares list, top spot. Um, and we'll be doing many more of these, like I said, we're going to do every year for the last 34 years. So, I don't know, check in four or five episodes time. We'll be doing 2020, which would be really, really interesting. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Dad. Great list. Really enjoyed that. So uh, let's find out about our latest poll. Okay, guys. Yeah, let's check out the poll. So these are there's two polls we put out on Instagram stories. So we've done like four or five episodes. We're like, oh, my God, which ones have we not seen? Uh, which ones what might we be interested in? So we got four, didn't we? And then we put out on Instagram stories. And then all the audience get to vote on what I should watch and what you should watch. And then we'll do a little review in a couple episodes' time. So mine was, ironically, Doom, which was on my dad's list. Um, so you talked about earlier, so that's fine. So I'm half an hour in, it's interesting, it's eerie, it's kind of like it's got this vibe all like from scene to scene, this kind of vibe, it's kind of like mystical and dark, and and for me, a bit confusing. So I'm half an hour in, I'm like, I don't quite what's happening. Like, I get that he's like going to be this savior type, you know, classic storyline. I was like, but I then I was like, oh, oh no, I'm getting a bit bored. I was like, oh, no, oh, God, I don't do bored when I watch films. So I'm going to watch some more after we've recorded tonight. I'm going to watch some more of it. So things crossed. I'm going to get back into it. Um, but I got a bit confused. Um, let's put it that way. But I can see it's a masterpiece in filmmaking. So I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, everybody, for getting me to watch that. And the other films on that list were Babylon, Brad Pitt, West Side Story, which we we'll talked about today, and Bombshell. And whether it was voted or not, I'm watching Bombshell because it looks amazing. So I will be watching it. Um, Homework or no homework. So, yeah, thank everybody. And for you, Jess, it was out of Babylon as well. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Slumdog Millionaire and Gravity. So no one selected Babylon for you. One person wanted you to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three people really wanted you to watch Gravity. and I concur. But actually, I'm excited because it's British. But Slumdog Millionaire got four votes. So that will be your homework. How are you feeling about this homework? Um, Are you looking forward to
1: it? You know, once I started telling people about it, they're like, you haven't seen that movie? I'm like, I didn't even hear about it. Like, you've seen that movie? What? So I've definitely gotten a lot of encouragement where people are like, oh, you have to see that movie. I was like, well, I do now because it's official. We we let the public decide and I got to watch the movie. So I was actually just talking to my sister-in-law before we hopped on here. And I was like, I got to find, like, who has the streaming service that this movie's on? And um, she actually told me, she goes, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Don't you have Prime? I'm like, oh, I, oh, I do. Oh, okay. So that's an easy one. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, bribe and barter for someone's, to borrow someone's password or have them come watch the movie with me so I can watch it for free.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true, everyone. You've got to bear in mind, you know, we have to have the service. So I think at the moment I've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney. But there's loads of others, isn't there, as well. So I'm hoping it always lands on one of those. I have to pay um, for but, it where possible.
1: I don't, I don't pay for streaming services. So, yeah.
0: Well, fair enough. Yeah, I think most things will be on Prime if they're under two years. And if not, it's because they've been bought out by another streamer. So it just depends, isn't it? Um, but, you know, it's fine. But, yeah, we will really forward to that. Like I said, tune in, everyone. Episode 10, we'll both do our um, reviews for them, which will be really, really fun. Um, and that's the episode where I reveal my first top eight um, films from my brain. And so every 10th episode of 20, 30, 40, uh, me and Jess will take turns and we'll share something of our own, um, which hopefully people will really enjoy. Okay, everybody, we'll be back next week. We'll be looking at Brad Pitt's list, which I'm really excited about. There are so many, and we've got hundreds of honourable mentions to include in that list. But um, I love him, so we can't wait. So tune in on next, our next episode for that one. But thank you for listening today, and uh, thank you for all your support, and we'll see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on Instagram today. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.